Amen. Amen. Isn't it great to pray? Thank you so much, our young people, and for Lauren for helping us to pray, to focus on God. And didn't you sense some of the presence of God as we were praying and just uh, reflecting there? Well, again, a very good morning to you, uh, particularly if you're visiting us this morning. Maybe you're new to Jubilee. Uh, my name's Steve, and I help uh, lead Jubilee Church here in the city of Hull. And it is great uh, to be able to still gather online together. If you have a Bible with you at home, we're going to be looking at Exodus and chapter 33. And looking at verses 12 to 23, where the person of Moses, he is desperate for the presence of God. I wonder what you're uh, desperate for this morning. As we think of maybe being together again as Jubilee, are you thinking, well, I, I can't wait to be able to sing again. Uh, and lift my voice with a live band. I can't wait to have a hug. I can't wait to be able to chat to people again over coffee at Jubilee. Wouldn't it be great to have our kids' work starting again? And all those things make Jubilee such a great family to be a part of. But do you know what? There are better live bands. Sorry about that, Casey, but there are. We can get some hugs from family and other friends at times. There are some great coffee at Jubilee, but do you know Costa is still open in the city centre and some other independent coffee shops? You can get better coffee than you can here at Jubilee. However, gathering corporately together, being together, is about experiencing the presence of God together. And we've had even a sense of that this morning online, as people have been hearing from God, sharing scriptures together on Facebook and YouTube, as we've gathered together a sense of the corporate presence of God together. Because the church is where God comes and speaks and breaks in. And together the gifts of the Holy Spirit are evidence God is with us. Now God isn't defined by our uh, gathering here on a Sunday but I know he's present with us online and, and with us as individuals. But I wonder how expectant are we for God's presence with us now and looking forward to the day when we can experience that again physically together. So let's read from Exodus 33, starting at verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know and continue to find favor with you. Remember, this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from the other people on the face of the earth? Then the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. 
But he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place nearby, and you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand, and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. Moses is desperate for God's presence. He knows that only God can satisfy and give him strength. He has a desire for him and for him alone. Only his presence can bring the freedom and joy and direction that is needed. You know, we've all been freed and we all await the promised land. Eternity with our Father in a new heaven and a new earth. That is the promise for every believer, every follower of Jesus. Jesus has done something for us. Unlike the Jews who wandered around in the desert, many of them never actually even entered the promised land. But the promised land is for every believer of Jesus Christ. That one day we will enter the fullness of all that means. He's made a way for us. However, there's still greater freedom and experience here on the earth. And all we need is his presence. This morning, I just want to look at four things about the presence of God. The first is this. We have a companion. Secondly, we will experience rest. Thirdly, we will be different. And fourthly, we will be Known. So let's look at those together. So firstly, we have a companion, verse 14. See, Moses is desperate for God, and he responds by saying, my presence will go with you. See, regardless of our situation, our circumstances, God is with us. Our situations or circumstances don't change who God is. He's still with us. We have the Holy Spirit who's called the counselor. He's the one that comes alongside us. You know, the God of the universe walks with us today. He is our companion. He's our friend. Some of us may have had people walk out on us, fail us, let us down, give up on us. But God never will. He says he will never leave or forsake us. One of my great heroes and one of the names at Jubilee is named after her, Gladys Alwood, the Alwood Room, we call it. And she was a British Christian ministry to China. And she faced some incredible challenges as she shared the good news of Jesus there. Yangqing, where she was living, was experiencing incredible fighting and destruction during the communist takeover. And as she tried to flee from the war, there was actually very little hope of survival and no apparent hope of reaching safety. There was a 13-year-old girl, and she tried to comfort Gladys by saying, don't forget what you told us about Moses in the wilderness. And she was referring to knowing God's presence with her. Gladys Howard replied, yes, my dear, but I'm not Moses. The young girl replied, yes, but God is still God. God is still God. Whatever we're going through, whatever our circumstances, wherever we're feeling right now, whatever fears we have, 
God is still God. The God who was with God's people in Egypt, the one who rescued them from slavery, who parted the Red Sea, who sent manna from heaven, who guided them through a desert with a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud by day is the same God who's with us. He's with us. I wonder today, do you need guidance? Do you need some help? Do you need some some leading? We've got God with us. He is near. He can empower and strengthen us with his presence. Are you asking him to draw near? Do you know the interesting thing in 1 Corinthians 13, and verses 12 to 18, it's so powerful in contrast to Moses' experience of knowing God's presence. It says this, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We're not like Moses, who had to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing. But their minds were made dull, for to this very day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whoever turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. See, Moses experienced God's presence and closeness. But as Christians, we can experience so much more. He had to wear a veil to see God. But we've had it removed because of what Christ has done. We can experience God close up right now. That promise is not just in the future when we go to be with God, but today, right now. We can experience the presence of God and be changed by him. We can experience what that freedom means. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We can make a choice this morning. Do we want to live in that freedom? Do we want to allow God to change us? Do you know we might not always feel him, as we're reminded as we sung in worship this morning, but he always remains close. His presence goes with us into every situation. We can be empowered by him. The second thing is this, out of my four, we can experience rest in his presence. Verse 14, it says, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. The rest here is spoken of here is a, is a rest that comes when we're on our journey. It's a rest that reaches to the very core of our being. It's not like a, a day off, a few hours on holiday. Wouldn't that be great to have a little break? We can't at the moment. But it's not just a mere stopping of activity It's a calmness and a security and a rest that comes from walking with God and experience his presence. Do you know you can know that today? You see, you might feel like you're resting. Things have slowed down a bit again, haven't they? We're not able to go to all the shops. We're not able to see as many people as we were able to before. You might think things have slowed down, but we can still feel busy and rushed inside. But we can experience rest with God this morning. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack anything. He makes me lie down in green 
pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not fear no evil, for you are with me. You prepare a table for me in the midst of my enemies. You know, for some of us, we're not able to go out and walk in the countryside. We don't have a car to get out there. We can't be beside the still waters. But do you know in God you can experience that same rest, that same enjoyment, enjoying him and his presence. God wants us to bring us to those green pastures. Even through difficulty on that journey, through dark valleys, he promises to protect us. We can sit in a field surrounded by enemies, difficult circumstances, but enjoy a great meal. We can feast on his presence and find peace. Do you need rest this morning? Ask that God will show you more of his presence. Even if we're sat right now, wherever we're sat, God's presence can come and fill us and empower us. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit. We need him. See, rest will provide the compass that will point us where to go, what to do. It gives us the physical and emotional endurance to make some great decisions in this season. It's the solitude that will give us wisdom. Do you know, rest is a testimony of our trust. Rest is a testimony of trust. When we can rest. Are you trusting God today? You will only find that rest in not running around whether it's physically or in your mind, trying to sort yourself out, you'll only find it in God. You know, another one of my heroes in the Christian faith is Corey Ten Boom, as we contemplate and think Remembrance Day today, as we have done earlier in our service. She was in the Second World War, and she hid Jews from the Nazis, and she saved some many lives. However, she was caught and placed in a concentration camp. One of her favorite phrases, and she wrote a book entitled it, was this. Don't wrestle, just nestle. Don't wrestle, just nestle. Do you know what it means to nestle? It means to push in tight, to be held tight. It was wonderful as we prayed together on the church on Friday. We had a great time praying for Hull and for the nations. But do you know as we were sat there, on Zoom, looking, I got a little bit distracted because there was Dan holding his new little baby, Eden. He wasn't holding Eden like this, like uh, the Lion King. Here's my baby. There she was. She was snuggled right in, nestled right in. And I just wanted to reach out and give her a cuddle myself. But she was nestled. You know, God nestles us in. He holds us in. Don't wrestle with God in this season. Yes, of course, there's the legitimate questions. Of course, there's sufferings and there's trials and there's difficulties. But don't struggle. Just nestle into God. Nestle into his presence this morning. That's what trusting is all about. A benefit of living in God's presence is we can snuggle up close to our Heavenly Father, knowing that we can find confidence, security, and victory. And the third thing. It means, as we know God's presence, it means we will be distinguishable or different. Verses 15 to 16. If your presence does not go, your people will be distinguished by this from all other people on the face of the earth. God wants us to desire to be different, to be set apart from the rest of society. God's presence does that because he's with us, he's in us. 
Because of God's presence, we are to be holy, set apart, distinct. We aren't holy because we're weird, we're, caught, we're, we're different, we're odd. We're rather different because God is now with us, in us, and works through us. And a holy person takes God's presence seriously. You know, when you are consciously aware of God's presence, it will impact the way we talk. It will impact the way we bring peace to people's lives, the way we interact on Facebook. When we don't bring fear and disillusionment, but we bring faith and love and joy, it's when the presence of God fills our thoughts. It will help us to think differently, to act differently, to talk differently, to love differently, and to serve differently. 1 Peter 1.17 says this, Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. See, the, the presence of God calls us to stand out in the crowd to be distinct, to be separate, to be unusual, to be different. And that applies to us as individuals. When, but also when we come together as God's people. Now, won't it be great when Jubilee is back together in this building, when we're able to gather in growth groups again in a physical way? Because we have God's presence, his anointing. That's what makes us different. That is why people who were once atheists are now followers of Jesus. People who were enslaved to addictions are free, not because of persuasive talk or great programs or great discussion, but by the power and the presence of God. His presence changes everything. We want his presence to direct, to lead us. And that is why we eagerly need to desire spiritual gifts, especially, the Bible says, the gift of prophecy. And we need the prophetic word in this time. As you're set at home, I want us to be thinking, even this week as we gather again next Sunday, what is God speaking to us about individually, but also corporately together so that we can send in an email, we can comment on Facebook. What is God speaking? Because God still wants to speak in this evening, perhaps even more so in the midst of everything that's going on. God wants to speak. And lastly, verse 17 tells us, his presence will be known. We will be known. Verse 17. The Lord answered Moses, I will do this very thing you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. I know you by name. That's so powerful. Being known by God. See, the encounter with God is an intimate experience. We come to know him. He comes to know us. Can you imagine the significance that gives to us here this morning? The creator of the universe calling us, calling you by name. It is hard to explain, but we have someone who knows us and he brings great significance to our life. God, the greatest one in the universe, knows us by name. In fact, he knows everything about us. There is a God that loves you so much that he was willing to die on a cross, to suffer for us. That as he died on the cross, he died in your place. He knew your name. He knows your name and he calls you today to live a life of freedom and knowing his presence. And today you can experience that. We need his presence. 
that wherever you are right now, let's just reach out to God for ourselves. That we would know more of his presence with us. And that as we know his presence, so that would cause us then to bring his presence to others around us. Father, we just want to thank you that you're a God who knows us by name. You're a God who is not far off, but a God who is near. We thank you for the Holy Spirit is called the counselor, the one who comes alongside us. You're a God who still speaks to us, who draws near to us. And in the midst of trouble and difficulty, Lord, you prepare a table for us. You prepare a feast of your presence. We pray right now, whatever is happening for us, Lord, we say, Holy Spirit, come and bring us your peace. Come and bring us your presence. Come and draw near to us. In these coming days, Lord, would we set aside time in the midst of what else is going on just to hear your voice, to come before you. Lord, that we would have greater impact in those around us, that we would act differently, that we would speak differently, that we'd speak hope rather than fear, that we'd bring peace in the midst of people's struggle. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's continue to receive from him, is. Casey and the band leaders.